Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today on the show I'm very excited because I have uh, my uh, new uh, partnership uh, uh, sponsor, slash sponsor uh, in the house with me today. I have um, from X Fabula, which is an event planning organization that comes in the form of uh, live storytelling open mics every month, and the theme is different every month. So, in accordance with uh, my new partnership, I will be posting uh, episodes that correspond with that theme each month. Um, so, please uh, welcome Megan McGee and uh, Nicole Acosta to the show. Welcome, ladies. Thanks for having us. You're very welcome. Uh, how are your mornings going so far? Working on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you got, you got the fuel. Yeah. Mm. How about you? Um, not bad. The baby slept until uh, six, which is an improvement over yesterday <laughs> and the day before. Why oh, <laughs> oh, was the baby like up what, like way too early before that? Uh, yeah, she she was trying to wake at four, and oh, we try yes. to explain to her logically that it is dark outside. And she <laughs> Listen, did, baby. She, uh, Listen. She did not care. She did not care. <laughs> so inconsiderate. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like I am being taught to relinquish control. Over and over and over. <laughs> mm. Well, I'm excited to be uh, working with you guys. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, I did I do a good job of summing up the organization? Okay. Yeah, I think the only thing to add is like not only are we having storytelling events, but it's all for the purpose of you know connecting people authentically. Mm -hmm. um, so there's there's a good number of different storytelling outfits in the world. I think that's one thing that's particularly important to us, though. The whole idea yeah. that. Uh, the stories are not just connecting people, but also that we're being aggressively inclusive. So we yes. can maybe hear from people we might not otherwise. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really, really awesome. Like, which is the beauty of open mics in general, like, yeah. even like with music too. Like, you know, people, it's a great way for folks to try something new, mm -hmm. to, you know, connect with their surroundings, to get out of their comfort zone. Yeah can be very nerve-wracking for a lot of people being in front of a crowd. Yeah, but I mean, life's for the living. It we is. gotta experiment and, and like have real experiences where we actually feel emotions instead mm -hmm. of just kind of sitting there. <laughs> so, right. yeah, it's fun. Yeah, very much. Yeah, like, even like, uh, when, um, when you uh, reached out to me and you were like, hey, like, we're interested in what you do. Like, you want to sit down and we talk about how we can help each other? Like, even I was kind of nervous. I'm like, wow, like, <laughs> what I'm doing, like, this is, this is real. Like, this is a thing now. People, like, someone actually notices it. And it, it was very validating for me, but it was mm -hmm. also kind of, um, it was uh, almost intimidating that, like, to be recognized. Um, but, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, like, I think that uh, our goals kind of align in that mm -hmm. way where, like, I do want, um, I do the show for the sake of, you know, exploring what people are passionate about, who people truly are, and like love and fear, the theme of the show, mm -hmm. uh, goes into all of that. Like what it goes after, it, go, it goes into what we chase after, what we are, uh, what holds us back, mm -hmm. um, what our passions are, what might be something that, that we 
um, are afraid of, but you know, we go through it anyway because something might matter so much to us, and it's exactly kind of what uh, what goes into somebody sharing a story, being mo their most vulnerable, yeah. um, uh, just so that others can feel less alone, and others can feel more, everyone can feel as part of one a community. Yes. Don't be too intimidated by Nicole either. <laughs> she's fierce. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's very kind. So, so, thank you. Thank you so much for um, uh, involving me with what you folks are doing. So, yeah, um, do you go by Nicole or Nikki? Um, <laughs> that's a funny one. I don't know. I let people just kind of decide for themselves, I think. I don't know. I... I guess whatever rolls off the tongue easiest for people. I don't. Sure. Well, I know you, uh, your DJ name, Nikki La Bomba, right? Nikki La Bomba. La Bomba. La Bomba, the bomb. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, well, I might call you Nikki if that's cool. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Sweet. I know, like, majority of people call me Nikki. I don't know, sometimes when people are like, I don't know, Megan calls me Nicole. But mm -hmm. I've known Megan since way before I started working yeah. for X Fabulous. So people, yeah, through that time were like calling like. But as I got older, it was kind of like people just wanted to start calling me Nikki more. So. Yeah. Oh, funny. Is like people go through phases where you're like, no, call me Nicole or call me Nikki. I have a cousin who was Nikki, but then she wanted to be Nicole. Oh. So, you know, at different times in your life, you get to <clears throat> choose. And it's always funny if people try to make the transition from one to another. Yeah. yeah. Like, were you ever like, Benny? Oh. Ben uh, <laughs> that was like, definitely like, um... Benicito. Kinda... Oh, wow. That's, that's, a new one. that's a new one, actually. Well, um, Benny was sort of like, like, uh, kind of like a pet name people would call me, like, when I was younger. Right. Like, just like in middle school. In middle school, I had so many so many nicknames and like like oh, what oh, well so my last name is slowy yeah so like uh people had fun with that i was the slowster <laughs> I, was, I was a slow master <laughs> i was um slow bro um people still call me slow bro um i was um my spanish my name in spanish class was actually uh, benito yeah um my hebrew name is benjamin yeah um I uh, yeah, I've gone by like um, uh, also another one was uh, Ben Boozle. <laughs> that was another one. Um, this is man. This is there I'm are things that friends can call you that you're like, oh, that was said with love. So I'll put you know. Yeah, yeah. But going like especially when it comes to when you know somebody like so personally, like uh, my best friend, like he makes music and his I I like everyone calls him by his like. His artist name now, mm -hmm. which is Julius, but his his real name is Nick. <laughs> Not many people know that, but I knew him for as Nick for like like you know my whole life up until the last couple of years, and now he's Julius. But like, um, it depends on the context too. It's like if I'm if I'm talking to him, like if we're just hanging out as friends, like I'll still call him Nick. Mm -hmm. But if like it's something like a professional or otherwise, in when I'm referring to him to other people, then he's Julius. It depends on the context, I guess, you know? Yeah. I suppose yeah. we all have, like, different sides to our personality, but for some people it's much more, like, they have different names yeah. for the yeah. different, like, versions but of themselves. But it's funny, because, like, even in, like, No Stress, the crew, the DJ crew, they call me Nicole. Oh, sure. They, yeah. they oh, funny. Me. Yeah, it's so weird who calls me Nicole and who calls me yeah. Nicole. It's like, 
but like I, my parents like call me Nicole, or they call me Nick. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know something when I hear Nicole like makes me feel like like someone's yelling at me. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, Am I stressing you out? Not you, but like I don't know, like. If, if I'm dating someone and they, they call me Nicole versus Nikki, I'm like... Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel like when I hear Benjamin. It's like I, I feel like I'm in trouble because my mom used to say my full name when I was like in, when I was did something wrong. But, wow, yeah. and I don't have a shortened version of my name, so I guess I always am in trouble. Yeah, no matter, so. No matter who say my name. You don't, you've never been called like Meg or anything? Nice. You know, I've had different people do that at little bits of time, but never really stuck. Mm -hmm. I don't know sure. if it fits me. Fair. <laughs> yeah. I'm not opposed to it. I do have, um, I do have a couple friends that will very occasionally like call me Maggie. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I can't imagine introducing myself that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's more of a you know a pet name. Or right. A right. Right. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Actually, my daughter Olivia has the name Olivia partly because my partner John, uh, his name is just John, like he doesn't have any ways to shorten his name and he wanted a name that could have lots of options. Mm -hmm. So it's, 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 I wonder if it's one of those things where if you have a name with a million nicknames, you want something <laughs> straightforward right. and, and vice versa. Yeah. It's the whole curly hair, straight hair thing. Again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's, uh, you know, it's crazy. My sister's name is Megan and my dad's name is John. Whoa! <laughs> but is she is she Meg or is she Margaret or Megan? Megan. Oh, she Megan. is. But yeah. she's all, is she always been a Meg? She's always just been Megan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, then my mom is Nancy. <laughs> so. Well, John's mom was Nancy. So oh my God! Oh. Whoa! That's when this was meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> There's only a limited number of names, right? For like white people in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. I'm from Illinois. Actually. Oh, oh, whoa! Mixing it up. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, not not yeah. that far away. Yeah. Right, yeah. right over the border. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So, uh, so uh, what's exciting about? Um, our partnership is that uh, t to begin things is uh, how um, y'all are having uh, uh, your story slam this month at Company Brewing, yeah. my workplace, yeah. actually uh, next Thursday. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I don't know if you've uh, done events at Company before, but it's a very like open concept yes. sort of thing. So we have done slams there even before it was company even. Oh wow. So actually um, it was one of the venues we used I think in our second season and mm. third season. We just rotated between two venues. So I think it was Stonefly then? Yep. Oh sure. So way back in an earlier incarnation. Before the George era. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Pre-George. Pre-George. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, that's exciting. Um, yeah. And it's uh, signs. Yes. Is the theme this this month. Um, the red flags and the the white flags and whatever. Yeah. Like Street signs. Getting lost. Uh, the zodiac. Yeah. Zodiac. zodiac. Oh, astrology. Anything about zodiac. Sure. Ignoring the obvious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, before we, uh, I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, signs a little within ourselves, um, but before we do that, I would love to hear a little bit more background about the organization and how X Fabula came to be, and how uh, you ladies uh, got involved in it, and how it's uh, how it's uh, allowed you to, you know, uh, 
be who y'all are today. So Megan, we'll start with you. Yeah. So um, way back, like 2009, there were kind of a, a handful of loosely connected people and we kept having the same conversation. Usually it was about how storytelling was amazing. We'd been to programs in other cities and uh, someone should really start a storytelling program here in town. Mm -hmm. Someone should do it. Someone should really do that. And I think eventually uh, a common friend, I think it might have been Jonathan Jackson of Milwaukee Film. I think okay. he, it might have been him who said, you keep talking about this. Maybe you all should be the ones to start it instead of waiting for someone else. So I guess that was a sign. Mm -hmm. And we uh, we got together this very loosely connected group of people, went to Maharaja, okay. had a little lunch buffet. And uh, 90 minutes later, we decided that we were just going to put on an event and see what happened. So Leah Delaney had a hookup at Art Bar. Oh, and uh, nice. we all had friends and family that we thought we could strong arm into telling stories. So we mm -hmm. threw together a program and we had like 50, 60 people show up. And everyone said, when's the next one? We said, oh, okay, <laughs> mm -hmm. let's do another. And it, it kind of grew organically from there. Um, it was all volunteer run. It was, you know, all the messiness of trying to start up an org. Mm -hmm. um, but eventually it grew and, and it got to the point where people were saying like, oh, do you do storytelling workshops? We'd say, uh, yeah, we would. Like, that'd be cool. We, we'd like to, but we don't have any people to do it. And we got to a bit of a go big or go home movement when everyone was kind of burning out. And I thought, hmm, I wonder if I could quit my day job. Um, around the same time, things weren't going so hot at my day job. It was looking like they were going to kind of change my position into something I didn't want. Oh, uh, yeah. See, I was like a process consultant, and um, people really liked my work and my ability to question norms and ask why we did stuff. They really liked that, except for sometimes when I questioned why they were doing certain things. And I was feeling that, yeah, it maybe wasn't a good fit for me to be at a a big company. So mm -hmm. so I uh, put some things together and talked to our board of directors and eventually uh, ended up here. Here we are. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that is badass. <laughs> well, it's either brave or stupid or both. But I guess yeah. I don't like doing things that are easy and storytelling is messy and beautiful and allows us to talk about stuff that really matters. Like, yeah inequality and pain and dreams and mm -hmm. love so no i find it i find it to be such an honor to get to listen to people's stories and get to see into their lives and i don't know do insurance paperwork and do all the boring stuff so that we can have these like right. healing experiences yeah so, totally. no i i'm i'm lucky to have this position very beautiful that's yeah. awesome i'm glad you're here yeah thanks yeah thank you Hi. Hi. How about you? <laughs> um, well, I this I'm going to my second season now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I I come from art education, um, just, you know, teaching art, dance, visual art, um, and I I was at a point in my life a few years ago where. I, you know, graduated from Alverno in marketing, and then um, I wasn't doing anything really with it. Um, and then I had started to think about like my future, you know, raising two children on my own, and then um, having this heavy art background, um, but wanting to do something more. 
And so as a visual artist, it's like visual storytelling. Mm -hmm. And um, as a photographer, because that's my main medium, um, being able to tell a story through photographs. And a lot of the things are kind of similar. So verbal, oral storytelling versus like visual storytelling, a lot of the things are like intersectional. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't really, I didn't really think about it that way until all of a sudden, um, X Fabula posted the job posting, <laughs> and I swear within like five minutes, ten people sent me that job description. Wow. Yeah, because it was um, it was a marketing communications position, um, and it was all you know, it's a storytelling organization, and about, and we're dealing with a lot of things <clears throat> regarding like equity and. Um, brave spaces and voices being heard and these are all things that I have already been doing mm -hmm. and have a you know background in like art and social justice mm -hmm. like those were the two things that I was like passionate about um, and then it just so happened to have like this marketing background that I was not really doing anything with and so I was like oh my goodness this is like perfect for me mm -hmm. um, so then I applied. I was very discouraged, like, from applying for other positions in the city. But I was like, okay, let me just submit this one last <laughs> resume. <laughs> and then um, got a call back from the interview. And that's where I met Megan and Kanita and Jeremy, um, mm. who is um, on the board. Mm -hmm. And Kanita's our event producer. Um, and so, you know, it was... I was I was like terrified throughout the whole interview. I was I even wore like a blazer jacket and mm -hmm. like I don't know. I was just like yeah. she was super fierce. <laughs> yeah, right. I was just uh, I was scared. I was nervous. And then a um, couple more the like, conversations, and then the day came where it was like, hey, we want to offer you the position. I damn near lost it. <laughs> like in my car, I couldn't believe it. And um, it's been a ride ever since. Like, I sw I would think I was in Texas when I got the offer. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. And then Megan's like, "So, can you start on this design?" <laughs> and I was like, "Um, okay." <laughs> so, so I did. Um, and by the time I got back, it was like full swing. Um, season ten, and it was like the ten year <coughs> anniversary of Ex Fabula at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was a a huge learning like curve for me my first year I learned a ton um, not only about the organization but in my own skill sets and what I've been able to like accomplish in this time um, and just like going from feeling like you have all these skill sets you're not doing anything with them and like maybe you're not good enough mm -hmm. to being very empowered into your position and then just like blossoming like <laughs> you know just being really being and Megan's real big on like owning your position and like owning like your skill sets mm -hmm. and so she's always been like super encouraging of that this this entire time so now we're going into season 11 like brand new logo yeah you know everything is like you know mm -hmm. yeah it's been a lot of work, but yeah. I love my job, like being able to hear stories. Story slams are like my favorite because you never know who's coming on stage, right, yeah. <laughs> what they're going to say. Um, I cry a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm a crier. Like on the yeah. outside, I, look, I don't look like that, but 
um, sometimes these people just like their stories are yeah. they hit home and um, it's really awesome to see people be vulnerable oh, yeah. on stage totally and it really like um, I didn't realize how until I got at, to Exabula how storytelling really does connect people from all walks of life um, on different levels so yeah, yeah. awesome yeah it, vulnerability is power yeah I mean not society doesn't always act that way mm -hmm. yeah. there are definitely places where power is displayed by ordering other people around yeah. um, but I think that yeah if we if we try to promote like true vulnerability as actual bravery like wow couldn't that change even the way we treat each other couldn't right. that change like what our workplaces look like yeah. maybe we could even you know even I've heard stories and all of a sudden felt like I understood the person in a different way and all of a sudden I wanted to be more accommodating or understanding or something mm -hmm. so I don't know I've seen it in myself yeah. just the ways that like I'll be like hit with the wave of empathy and understanding and then you go, oh, people aren't trying to be annoying. They're just trying to, like, get through the day. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think we, we've been so conditioned to, like, um, you know, hide how, Ugh. hide the difficult emotions. Right. Like, especially us men. Oh, you know, yeah. We have, men are just so, like, um, are very heavily uh, socialized to, to not you know, communicate their emotions. Like, I think in general, like, our, like, society doesn't emphasize communication skills, but, like, especially with men. So I right. think, like, one of the biggest things I want to hope to do um, is help um, my uh, male-identifying friends to, um, to be comfortable with their vulnerability yeah. and to be, to, you know, be comfortable like asking for help when they need it totally um and to also just really like get in touch with um their more sensitive or emotional sides that you know they have felt they've needed to mask their whole lives um because like um because i know that i've done that when i did that growing up like it only made me even more and more damaged yeah you know yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah so um and it takes a lot of unlearning and undoing Absolutely, and I think it's great when men can see examples of other men, like, telling their stories. I think, actually, that's the cool thing, that any stigma or any fear we have, if someone else is being, is being daring, I know, um, even for me, um, you know, I had a miscarriage at one point, and I remember seeing other people posting online about, like, their miscarriage stories. Mm -hmm. Specifically, I remember yeah. Jonathan Brostoff and his wife Diana, they posted about it, yeah. and I remember going, oh... You can just put that out there. Huh. <laughs> like, oh, maybe I can let go of some of these strong emotions by by just being more open about it. Totally. Exactly. Because, like, I think that part of, a lot of it comes from how anger is, like, the most readily available emotion we have. Sure. Um, yeah. And, like when it's so readily available and we have that like cathartic impulse, a lot of us yeah. are like, you know, there's like that whole, like that meme, like that joke about how like dudes love punching walls and stuff. Yeah. You know? it, it's kind of like a symbolism, symbolism of that sort of like male, like, um, anger ready catharsis that, you know, is used instead of like, 
truly dealing with our emotions. The yeah. same with like, you know, men always like trying to like their default is that like they want to like fight somebody that makes them angry and right. stuff, you know. And it's like, I mean, I mean, everyone everyone experiences that, but I think that we it really does truly take um, it, it takes a lot of uh, willpower to take a step back and to sort of like compartmentalize and build and it takes a lot of self-awareness as well mm -hmm. um, to actually like really identify what you're feeling in that point and um, and you know when you can actually like tell a story that you know has affected you or impacted you um, greatly profoundly then you know that it it not only makes you feel um, empowered and encouraged that you know what you did actually mattered, and and like you you put you put some like uh, something festering in you out into the world. Um, it also can make others feel comfortable doing that too. So yeah. that's exact, and that's exactly uh, sounds exactly like what uh, the event, why the events uh, you folks do, you know, are so effective. There's been a lot of men coming on the stage recently. Good. Yeah, we've seen more, yeah. an increase of men telling stories. Um, I was going to say, the fear slam. Of all the themes, the fear slam, for some reason, was super appealing. There were a ton of men mm. telling stories, which I thought was interesting, because also admitting that you have a fear, some people might think that's weakness, but actually, I don't know, confronting a fear, like, <laughs> yeah. there's some bravery there, or right. even acknowledging a fear, mm -hmm. so... Yeah, I'm a very phobic person. <laughs> I think everybody has something, right? Yeah, yeah. And I like, like baby corn. <laughs> baby corn is scary. That's to not me. what I, I know why. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So now the boys are my kids are always like at the grocery store like, there's baby corn mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> why? Right. Yeah. Isn't that true? Like it doesn't have to be logical though. Right. Humans are just weird that way. Right. <laughs> and it's good to know that other people are weird. Like, I don't know, I'm afraid of pigeons. It's stupid. I just well, think uh, he's like always hitting me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you can move yeah, if you want to. Um but uh yeah, I'm afraid of uh things with animals with multiple with extra limbs. Oh, like yeah. what? Like, like if they were just born with extra limbs? Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you see that often? No, but... <laughs> oh, no. But I, I guess I'm afraid of uh, of creatures that are deformed. Sure. Yeah. That's that's always been, like, a huge fear of mine. I think it comes from... It definitely comes from childhood. Mm. Um, yeah, like, reading, like, Ripley's and stuff. Oh, oh I was yeah. like, were you attacked by, like... A six-legged turtle. Oh, or... no. no, no, no. I, I think, and I think that that, that phobia comes from. Uh, I mean, every it, it always comes from some kind of like um, classical conditioning, mm. um, like you something, something uh, you associate it with like a fearful response that you had, like an adversity you might have had like younger, and that sort of like instills like a. A background fear of something. So where right. the heck does the baby corn come from? I don't know. I, don't know. I, have, no, I have no idea. Did you like, uh, uh, like uh, I don't know, eat it as a kid and gag on it or something know. like that? Could have. No Why pigeons? <laughs> I I am pretty sure that there must have been something with the bird. I don't know. It's scavenger <laughs> birds specifically. Oh yeah. Like, just eat again. gross me out. <laughs> it's, 
Plus, I swear they can sense my disgust and they always like to swoop at me. Yeah. I, what I really need to do is is make sure my toddler can like scare them away from right, me and yeah. protect me. She'll finally be really useful for something. Yeah, right, like, exactly. Oh, birdie! Yeah. Yeah. I'll be like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> so have uh, you ladies uh, gone up and done the open mics yourselves? Like, told stories? I've told a very few times, mostly. <laughs> I feel like I tell a lot of stories in workshops, mm. just as de demonstration. So, mostly at slams, I'm not trying to... Like, I want to leave those spaces for other people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But there have been times where we need to get the ball rolling, and we've jumped on stage. I think you did it. I told um, one story. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I think you told... You kind of... Uh, when we first met, you yeah. told me about this, yeah. We have these things called secret fabulas, so they're like more smaller, intimate um, uh, slams. And we had one at Freight 38 last um, Valentine's. Yeah. And so it's called, well, we're, we weren't calling it sex fabula. It's but always been informed. It's like always sex fabula. Yeah, yeah. Like people just automatically, it's called X fabula after dark. Yeah, right. But right, then right, yeah. people just automatically do the sex thing. Sure, yeah. And so I told my ridiculous turning 35 years old that night what happened story and it was quite funny. Oh. <laughs> I won't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, good so We're going to have another one yep. this year. So if people That's like exciting. that, if people like that sort of thing, like it was, it was actually, I don't know what people would expect, but it was so funny. It was. There were so many funny stories because mm -hmm. I think... Sometimes the reality of sex is that, yeah, there's so much ridiculousness. Oh, it's, it, it's, it's hilarious. It can be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yeah. Um, no, I think that, I think that there's like the whole taboo-ness of uh -huh. it that makes it yeah. so sort of like giggly. They're like, <laughs> you know? And our shows aren't censored, so people can Blast come up away. and... Yeah. Say what they want. We've yeah. had people ask, like, can I bring my preteens or my teenagers? And I, I would say, like, you know, depending on the venue, anyone can show up. Um, just know that these are, there's going to be adults telling stories about their lives. So you could have a story about, like, mental illness or suicide. Or you could have, on one occasion, a rather graphic description of a blowjob. Like, <laughs> You know, it was part of a, you know, it was part of a story. Yep. Yep. That's part of people's lives. It's all, so, it's, it's a catalyst, right? <laughs> so it depends. Maybe you need to have some conversations with your preteen, and this is a good way to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> wow, that is, yeah. No, that, it, it can go, uh, it can go many directions, depending mm -hmm. on what yeah. people take it. And some people assume that storytelling is for children. Right. And I'm like, well, I mean, every... There's, there were so many different kinds of storytelling, mm -hmm. but it's kind of nice to have a space where people can be real yeah. about the stuff that we are dealing with. Totally, yeah. Because yeah. our shows take place mostly in bars. Yes. Mm -hmm. at, at, in the evening, so it's perfect, like, like bring your friends, yeah. like, date night, and that's that's the thing I'm trying to, like, tell all my friends. My network is like, hey, like, this is something different to do in the evening with a date or mm -hmm. your best friends, even coworkers, like yeah. the, the like um, organizations will bring their staff, you know, and yeah. it's it's just a lot of fun. Something you're not in a club dancing like for all the non dancers out there, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's just like when you get I'm about to be thirty seven, so when you get to be like my age, you're like, I don't really wanna do the club stuff anymore. Right, yeah. But I still wanna go out and have fun and have a drink and maybe be with people mm. and 
so it's like perfect yeah. opportunity for stuff like that wow that's um yeah i'm only i'm 23 but uh I think I'm in your in your realm. <laughs> well, I, I was like, you don't have it. You don't go into a place and be like, I like this place. It's got couches. <laughs> oh, I do. Oh, I love a good couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a good couch. Bars with couches. I'm like, don't make me stand up. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I still love the couch. Um, but um, but yeah, I I don't really like go out just to go out. I like to go out with intent. Um, just something that like actually has like uh, you know some kind of like. I mean, events or otherwise, like, uh, experience, mm -hmm. you know? I want to do, like, the same thing every weekend, you know? Right. It's all about, you right. know, really exploring what we have out here in Milwaukee, and there's just so much to delve into. And our, slant, our shows are, like, really are an experience. Like, yeah, and you do them at, a, like, a lot of different places around yeah. the city, too. Yeah. yeah, I think the goal there is, can we not only make our programs more accessible, because, you know, it, sometimes it's easier to check out something new if you're like, oh, it's right down the street. That'll be easy. I like that place. Yeah. But then also let people go into different neighborhoods, mm -hmm. explore different parts of the city. Um, you know, it's like I personally love Doors Open. Just like yeah. the invite to go into different neighborhoods and explore things and be yeah. curious. I think that I think it's too easy to just kind of have your pattern that you always do and just stay in your lane mm -hmm. and always order that right. same you're always ordering like the same dish off the menu, but the like... circadian rhythm. Yeah. Yes. yes. Try the daily special. Right. Yeah. Really. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I I, I agree. Like, I mean, you need yeah. the balance, though, right? Like, there's well, some there's some things that yes, I still. Well, I, if it wasn't know. for X Fabu, I wouldn't leave my like five mile radius of my home. Right. Like. For sure. I I know what you mean, though. Like. Um, there's a certain comfort that comes with sticking to what you know, but I mean, I'll, I'll never try the same thing on the menu twice. You know? Really? No. Unless, <laughs> unless yeah. like, unless I've tried everything else and I now oh. can go back to what I like. I mean, there's like a balance. On one hand, I don't watch the same movie more than once because I feel like there's I, so yeah, many movies I usually out don't there. Either. But yeah. you know, I go to transfer and I'll be like, should I get something different? And then I'm like, no, but I love La Bella. I just really yeah. want the artichokes. <laughs> like. Oh, artichokes on pizza. Yeah. Very slow. Oh, with yes. like cream sauce. Very oh, ideal. Yes. So good. The potato one. And so sometimes oh, there's, yeah, that, yeah, there's right. that like there's that game of like anticipating and going, oh yeah, that's gonna be really delicious. Like I know it's gonna be delicious. So I don't know. I think yeah. I think in our lives, yeah, there are times where we stick in our comfort zone, but it is good like from time to time to do something new. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think when I see art, I'll always um I'll see like an art exhibition and then I feel more creative the next couple days. Yeah. Or I get inspired and I'm like, I'm going to make a different recipe. Yes. Yes, <laughs> precisely. That's actually exactly like, um, like that, like being around, being enamored with like that, um, sort of like creative or inspiring environment really does sort of like it, it makes it kind of like, uh, uh, it, makes it like vibe through you yeah. you know you start radiating that your own inspirational energy and like that's actually exactly what uh enticed me to do this show oh yeah was going to more networking events meeting people seeing the cool stuff that people do out here um like i went to uh 88.9 for like the backline showcase oh yeah and the the, the the radio awards and that was it was those events that were like Wow, these are all some cool people. Like, <laughs> I want, I want this. I want to know these people. I yeah. want to know, like, so, um, 
and eventually that would lead to uh, formulating what the show would become. And it, I think that, you know, really, like, that's why it's a beautiful thing of community is to see, uh, is to see what other folks do that inspires you and then applying that to what you can do. Right. And that's exactly, like, what somebody telling... It's like when you, when you actually go to, like, an open mic or if you yeah. go to... Or if, like, somebody is sharing something... Um, in front of a large group of people and it's like when you first like when you're first starting everyone's kind of like iffy about it and yeah. they're like oh I don't know if I want to like I don't know how much I want to say mm -hmm. but then when someone else opens up it's like you and like says something like really personal or deep or um, or <laughs> vulnerable then it's like once the mic comes to you you're like you know, actually, like I am, gonna, I am gonna share yeah. like more than what I was going to. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, and that's a really amazing thing. Is like, watching somebody else do that can, in, can inspire you to do do something within yourself too. Yeah, that, you know, we even have um, so at our events, people can throw their name in the hat to get up on stage. But we also have a format called Ultra Shorts. So people can write stories on slips of paper. You can put your name or not. And the cool thing, too, is there will be plenty of people that at the beginning, like we have ultra short volunteers walk around being like, hey, do you want to write a story? And they're like, I have no, I have mm -hmm. no stories. Mm -hmm. But then partway through, you hear someone else's story, and you go, oh, yeah. You have your own experience come to mind. Yeah. So, you know, even little things like, I know for, <laughs> we did an event at Journey House last year, and there were a couple, um, there were a couple younger folks who had written ultra shorts, and when they heard them read on stage, they were so excited. Like, it's just really cool to, you know, maybe even for folks that don't want to get up on stage, but you just put that little bit of yourself out there and you hear everyone react to it. It's super validating. You're yeah. like, I was right. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I kind of love that. I kind of love, I don't know. I, I don't write a whole lot of ultra shorts, but if things are slow, um, you know, I'll write one towards the beginning of the show. And it it's, I laugh at myself at how, like, like giggly, I feel like hey, that was me. Yeah, <laughs> people are also low key petty. And oh yes, shorts, like because you can be anonymous. Yeah, so people will write them out and just like get it off their chest, and then like our MCs read them out loud, and the MCs oh, yeah. are like half the time like, do I really have to read this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or am I gonna read this out loud? Like okay, I kind of laugh, especially <laughs> if I'm MCing. Um, sometimes. If I'm with another MC, I'll be like, well, here's the ultra shorts. Look through, take whichever ones you want. And then I'm like, oh, wait, you're making me read that one? <laughs> you're making me read the, this, like, string of profanity? Fine. Yeah. Right. I'm fine with that. As yeah. long as, yeah. 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 That's fun. That's fun. That is really fun. Um, so with uh, next week's uh, signs. Yeah. Um, so that, so like you said, it's interpretive. So, like, whatever that means to somebody, somebody yep. can go up and something to do with the word signs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can go in so many different ways. We always, um, we have a team of volunteers that helps like make decisions about those uh, themes and we also have audience members vote on it. Mm -hmm. So we already know a lot of ways that theme can go, but people always surprise us and that's cool too. And we're like, oh, sign, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I mean, and we just did a deaf story slam. So who mm. knows, maybe someone will have something with sign language or you know different symbols around the world or yeah it, it's always fun when we're surprised <laughs> mm -hmm. and it can be as simple as a road something about a road sign you know oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah even when you
you say that, I get things coming to mind. Right, yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. I remember a no trespassing sign that we vandalized to say no trespassing. <laughs> which is such, it's so stupid, but I don't know. We had that at um, High School of the Arts. There was, it actually made it into the yearbook. Oh, for A real? picture of uh, an extinguisher sign. Uh -huh. And then we like, not me, I didn't do that. Ah, <laughs> the, um, she was her. <laughs> Somebody wrote sex extinguisher. Like they added the S. So it's a sex extinguisher instead of extinguisher. That's so funny. Yeah, so I wonder if it's still there. That's know. hilarious. See, those but, are just, it's yeah. like, you just get going on little things like right. that, and mm -hmm. next thing you know, you find so many random experiences of high school mischief. Oh yeah, in high school, my <laughs> friends and I, we, like, we stolen like a road sign before like a stop sign or something yeah. sure i don't remember where we put it we, <laughs> i just remember we took it out of the ground and we like carried it somewhere totally and now i'm thinking of like every time you see a sign knocked over and you think that was a car accident of some like mm -hmm. what was going on there like you never know it could be the best night of someone's life or the worst night of someone's life right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I kind of love when we hear stories that are about total silly mischief and then stories that are super serious, but they all kind of mm -hmm. blend together. Yeah, yeah. And it happens experience. a lot. Like, you'll yeah. get a hilarious story where you're like crying, laughing, and the next one is just like super deep. And, yeah, and yeah. You're like, holy shit. Like, yeah. someone just took some really insane amount of courage. Yeah. Well, we had special projects. Like, we just did a birth stories event, um, and specifically looking at birth stories uh, to try to think about the health disparities um, in like the Haven or no the West, uh, West Lawn neighborhood they have birth outcomes for black women are worse worse than white women but also worse than in other areas of the city and so at that event we even I mean we were partnering with Best Baby Zone and United Way and a bunch of orgs and we have mental health professionals on site just because you know people are telling birth stories about you know loss of a child or other really traumatic things like yeah we we're always trying to be mindful of that too like how do we there's no way to issue trigger warnings for everything yeah. that could come up but how do we how do we make sure that we're providing people spaces to heal and not do more harm mm -hmm. um although you know we're always learning and i'm sure right. i'm sure I'm, sh I'm sure we've still had spaces that were not helpful to people so yeah yeah totally i yeah and that's that's totally like that's okay, you know. It's something it's it can be out of your control sometimes, and but by all means, like um, I mean, that's great to at least be aware, be mindful of like you know uh, how certain stories might affect different people in yeah. different ways, and that's okay, you know. It's in the same way that uh, you know movies will, you know, right? Or music, or you know, at, 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 like people have really like powerful emotional responses to right things you we as individuals might not even fathom so yeah well and we're always i mean we're always trying to improve and we collect a lot of feedback and whatnot so if there, are you know also if there are people out there who have ideas for how we could do a better job of making sure we're taking care of people's mental health like yeah. we'd love to hear those ideas because we're always tweaking our formula that's good. So well, let us know. Xfabula.org. We got a contact form. Yeah, for sure. We'll uh, take. I mean, so much of our work has been crowdsourced. So many of the projects we've done have been because community members were like, "You should do this." We're like, "Okay, we'll start working on a deaf story slam." Mm -hmm. So, you know, tell us what to do. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Well, uh, uh, well, we're gonna close out, um, and uh, thank you. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, just a couple yeah. more things about yeah. oh, yeah, the show ahead. next week. Sure, go ahead. Um, so it's at Company Brewing um, in River West. They are going to have the kitchen open. So RSVP for dinner if you want. We are doing on the table prior to that. Mm-hmm. So um, a discussion about neighborhood signs. Um, you can find all the information on our website, exfabula.org. Um, purchase your Story Slam tickets. To, uh, they're $10 in advance or 12 at the door. So save a couple dollars yeah. and get your ticket. Yeah, or even for On the Table, yeah. uh, those tickets are just $5 total for On the Table and the Slam. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, there's a limited number. There's actually only one per neighborhood or city. It's kind of... We're trying to do a unique thing with people from different spaces, but uh, you know, especially for folks that haven't been before, it could be a fun way to check it out. Totally, yeah. 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 I'm glad I don't work that night. <laughs> <laughs> sure, well perfect, we'll see you then yes. next Thursday. So, um, Megan, uh, what keeps you up at night? Uh, worrying that my daughter will not be an empathetic person. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I think she will be, but you never know. I feel yeah. like that would maybe be the biggest failure if right. she ended up being, like... Sid from Toy Story or something like that. Oh, I meant like... <laughs> oh, no, I meant more like a white woman that weaponizes her tears, but... That's <laughs> you. You know. Yeah. yeah. Either, either one, we don't want. That. I want her to be happy, but I want her to also, like, you know, work to undo oppression so yeah absolutely i want my kids for good in the world <laughs> yeah i hope my kids are the same way yeah here's hoping <laughs> yeah uh nikki what keeps you up at night um lately i have been going to bed looking at flight costs and waking up looking at flight costs oh wow flight Ooh. costs yes to get up where are you going away somewhere get i don't away. know yet but i've the, once the temperature dropped i was like oh my god here we go here we go I need to, I need the sun back. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the work, this work keeps me going because it, it helps me get to space, spaces that I really want to get to, mm-hmm. which are like traveling. I love to travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Sure. That's awesome. But it is, it's Oh, but I am going to California next oh, that's end of this month. So For a conference. Too. Very nice. Yeah. Which, which part? Uh, San Diego. San Diego. Very fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm awesome. anxious about so you get out of here for a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what puts you to sleep? Uh, reading. I mean, like, I need to read to focus so that I'm not worrying on things. So I have a big stack of books. A lot of them are young adult, like, dystopian fiction. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. But I, but I, have, I have a variety of things <laughs> on my table that I read. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what puts you to sleep? Um, I feel like my head is going a million miles an hour all the time mm. so it's hard for me to go to sleep um but usually if I write some like I, I, I like to write and uh, I'm obviously an artist so doing one of those things right before I go to bed yeah you know kind of helps totally awesome well um I'm excited to be working with you ladies yeah and with Fabula, and uh we'll be back monthly right uh, if you want to. Not be. us, but... But yes, yes, of course. Yeah, the... I'm excited to hopefully see you on stage. Yeah. You, yeah. you probably yeah. will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you at Company Brewing next Thursday for X Fabulous Story Slam. And uh, it's signs. So mm-hmm. think about uh, the word signs. And uh, yeah, check out all the wonderful work that they do. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. And we will see you next time. <laughs>